This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Trump's latest border play scares industry. Senate deadlocks on disaster aid. And China stays in the market ahead of talks. Alarm grows on border crackdown. President Trump's crackdown at the southern border already is threatening to disrupt agriculture trade with Mexico, even though the president hasn't yet carried out his threat to close the ports of entry. U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced last week it will be taking hundreds of officers away from ports of entry and shutting down processing lanes. That according to the United Fresh Produce Association. Fresh fruit and vegetables are the most perishable and sensitive to timely inspection and delivery of any farm products. That, according to United Fresh, disruptions of weeks, days, or even hours can cut supply chains, meaning lost wages and lost revenues. Already, inspecting delays are being felt from El Paso to San Diego, costing farmers, truck drivers, and companies of all sizes. U.S. Chamber of Commerce said that even the threat of closing the border creates a degree of economic uncertainty that risks compromising the very gains in growth and productivity that the president's policies have helped to achieve. Now, keep in mind, annually, Mexico buys a billion dollars worth of U.S. pork, $600 million worth of feed grain, and $1.3 billion worth of dairy products. Partisan split stalls disaster aid. The Senate is deadlocked over a disaster aid package because of an ongoing dispute between Democrats and President Trump over the way the administration is assisting Puerto Rico's hurricane recovery. A GOP motion to limit debate on the Republican supplemental appropriations bill fell 11 votes short of getting the 60 votes necessary last night. A House-passed version of the bill supported by Democrats was then put to a test. It drew just 46 votes. Both bills would authorize up to $3 billion in agriculture assistance for producers whose crops, orchards, and vineyards were damaged by last year's hurricanes and wildfires. But the GOP version would also make 2019 losses eligible for aid. Still to be determined whether the GOP bill will be amended to assist farmers whose stored grain and soybeans were destroyed by flooding along the Missouri River in March. Now, Here's what they said. This is no time for our colleagues across the aisle to prioritize a political fight with the president ahead of the urgent needs of communities across our country. That's Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. But the top Democrat on the Senate Appropriations Committee, Pat Leahy of Vermont, said he couldn't vote for a bill that picks and chooses among Americans, a reference to the concerns about Puerto Rico. China buys more soybeans. Yesterday was the second consecutive day for USDA to announce additional Chinese soybean purchases. That should be a good sign since the U.S. and China talks set to resume in Washington tomorrow. USDA announced yesterday morning that China purchased 828,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans for delivery in the 1819 market a year. Now, on Friday, USDA made a similar announcement for a Chinese purchase of 816,000 metric tons. Soybeans aren't the only crop China is buying as their trade war continues. 
A little over a week ago, China bought 300,000 metric tons of U.S. corn, a development lauded by the U.S. Grains Council. U.S. Grains Council President and CEO Tom Slate called the corn purchase very welcome news for U.S. agriculture, and we see it as a positive sign for the U.S.-China relationship as intense negotiations continue. And by the way, first-term Iowa Democrat Abby Finkenauer is chairing a House Small Business Subcommittee today that will look at the impact Trump's trade policy is having on agriculture and labor. The hearing will include testimony from a John Deere labor representative as well as livestock producers. Pork producers losing Japan market. The U.S. pork sector is already losing market share in Japan, and sales are only going to fall more until the U.S. and Japan complete a free trade agreement. That according to the National Pork Producers Council. NPPC President David Hearing, reacting to reports that negotiations will begin soon, said, We are already seeing a decline in sales to Japan, and we'll see market loss accelerate if we don't quickly secure competitive access to Japan. AgriPulse reported last week that negotiations would begin later this month. Japan Times now reports those talks will start April 15th. New Japanese tariff cuts for the European Union and members of the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership were implemented yesterday, putting U.S. ag exporters at a further disadvantage. CFTC nominee advance. Treasury official Heath Tarbert is one step closer to becoming chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Tarbert's nomination is largely free of controversy, and the Senate Agriculture Committee approved him on a voice vote last night. He would replace Chris Giancarlo, whose term as chairman is expiring this month. Tarbert, who is a legal specialist in financial regulations, is the Treasury Department's Assistant Secretary for International Affairs. Judge clears Minnesota water standards. EPA acted legally in approving Minnesota water quality criteria designed to address algae and rivers, according to a federal judge. The Center for Regulatory Reasonableness claimed EPA improperly rubber-stamped the state's 2015 standards, which set numeric limits on total phosphorus and on each of four measurable indicators of excess nutrients, including biochemical oxygen demand and chlorophyll. Judge Richard Leon of Washington, D.C. said even a cursory review of the administrative record shows that EPA did its job to ensure that the indicators are based on sound science and will protect aquatic life. The judge said this is a classic example of a case warranting deference to EPA on scientific and technical matters within its sphere of expertise. Well, here's today's He Said It. To my colleagues across the aisle who have been spending a lot of time in Iowa lately as presidential candidates, how are you going to look Iowans in the eye and justify a vote against moving this disaster bill ahead? That's Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. The Senate's Democratic presidential candidates were unmoved. None of them voted to advance the GOP bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 2nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.